This is the Salt Company National Podcast, a resource for college students on mission for Jesus. Hey guys, welcome back to the Salt Company National Podcast. It's Courtney Veer, and I'm joined by my amazing hosts, Tony and Zach. Come on, excited to be here. Hey, we're back. Excited for this one. Yeah, we're excited in particular about this one because we're talking about SALT Global Trips. Mm. So some of you guys, maybe this is new to you. Hopefully it's not because your SALT company is either currently talking about it or they're going to talk about it soon. Um, But basically, we're going to share just the vision for why do we do summer trips with our students uh, overseas what you can expect from it, and an encouragement to uh, be willing to say yes to go overseas for a summer. So what is a SALT Global trip? Basically, every year we send students across from local SALT companies um, all over the country to cities across the world for six to eight weeks to share the gospel with college students in major university centers um, across the world. And we do that because right now, hopefully you are sharing the gospel with students at your campus, but you have an opportunity to do that and go to another country and share the gospel with students who maybe have never heard of Jesus or have very low access and understanding of the gospel. And so we do that in hopes that you would strengthen the work of missionaries across the world, but we also hope that you would grow in your evangelism, discipleship, and capture a vision for what would going overseas for long-term look like, and how can you be either a participant in that or be a supporter in prayer for the pray. Pray for those who are going overseas as well. So, guys, the three of us have been overseas before. So, Zach, share your personal experience in going overseas. You haven't been with Salt Company, but share your personal experience. Yeah, I haven't been with Salt. So, if there's any students who listen to this who've gone for six weeks, eight weeks, like my heroes, okay, because they've gone for a lot longer than I've gone. When I was in college, I went twice overseas. Uh, two different opportunities, but just for like a week. I went to South America for a week first uh, to put on a camp for kids in a country there. And then I went to Southeast Asia on a trip very similar to this. And so it was like gospel share, like sharing your faith in a country where the gospel wasn't as widespread. And that trip, I still look back to that trip in college as one of, if not the most formative time in my life. I, I was there for like two weeks and we connected with local missionaries in that country and man, just to, just to go over there and to have your perspective that God is much bigger than a God of your little small town or your state or your even your place. But no, 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 he's a big global God. And so that was probably the best experience, best takeaway for me going overseas. So highly, highly recommend. Yeah, that's good, Zach. Yeah, I had an opportunity to go kind of freshly after I'd met Jesus. So I'd met Jesus, and six months later, uh, the church I was attending at that time offered us trips to go overseas and got to go to Dublin, Ireland, which was awesome. Amazing. And it was such a unique experience. I think, in particular, for me, uh, in America, the access to the gospel is high and opportunities to engage with the person of Jesus is plentiful. But I think in Dublin, what I got to see was a city that had once been Christian that no longer was and a group of people who didn't have the same access to the gospel that I did. So I think it not only changed my heart, 
put a mission or fire in my soul. But when I came back to the States, gave me a new appreciation for the church here, but also the opportunity to be on mission. So like Zach said, I think it was one of the most formative seasons of my life, especially as a young believer to say, okay, I want to take what I've learned about the beauty of Jesus and take it to people who didn't know him. Hmm. That's amazing. I, uh, also had the opportunity to go overseas, but with Salt Company and had a, I don't know if it was like a rogue trip or a different trip, but we went for 11 yeah. weeks. So it was just, you know, a really long time, but it was awesome. We went to Southeast Asia and our primary goal was to share the gospel with college students, just, just like we're still doing. And one thing that I will never, ever forget is telling a girl about Jesus who had never um, heard of him and talking to her mm. about how there's a father in heaven uh, who loves her. And she looked at me with teary eyes and said, my own father has never told me that he loves me. And you're saying wow. that there is a God who can be called my father and says that he loves me. And I said, yes. And we wept together and I um, yeah, just invited her to accept uh, the good news of Jesus. And I still think about her uh, often. And I think about the the girls that I met over there. And what I brought back to the States is even though I came from, you know, a totally different culture, different upbringing, it, there seemed to be like a lot that we didn't have in common. But the common thing that we did have is that we needed Jesus and we needed yeah, someone to tell us that, God loves us uh, despite who we are and what we do. And so it fueled me to come back to America and say, like, I can connect with people because of, you know, we live in the same culture, we live in the same city, we have, you know, similar experiences or whatever. But what we all have in common is that we need Jesus. And so wherever I am, whether it's in Ames, Iowa, or Southeast Asia, or wherever the Lord would take me, that I would always be willing to say, the thing I want to find in common with people is that we all need Jesus. And so it was just such a beautiful, simple, um, but yet it, it changed my life to say like, God, I'd be willing to say that to anyone wherever it was. And so there was a, though I have not gone long-term, it gave me just an openness to say, God, wherever you have me, I want to tell more people about that. So um, I think that's the, the why we go because God has transformed our lives. And um, we believe that, um, if people don't call on the name of Jesus, they will spend eternity away from him. And so there's a desperation and need for those, not just in my city, um, but across the world to know the truth of the gospel. And so we go because we, God first loved us and we get the opportunity to tell others about him. And so I think mm -hmm. it's a, a beautiful opportunity to be challenged in some really amazing ways, but also um, to just continue to do what you're already doing and in a new city and new context. And so um, I would encourage all of you guys to even just now start asking God, like, would I be willing to share the beauty of the gospel, not just in my city, but wherever you would call me? So any other thoughts about about that, guys? What, you know, the why, why have you seen it? Uh, yeah, just be so important in your ministries or in the in the lives of your students. Yeah. Well, first of all, totally, there's a conviction that God's a global God. Uh, he commands us to go and share the gospel, especially in the areas where it's not as prevalent. But I, but I would just say this for a little bit of context when it comes to global trips, uh, we send teams to local long-term missionaries who are on the field. Like we're not just sending right. like yes. six or eight people on a plane to like a random place, kind of parachute <laughs> in and you got to figure it out. No, no, no. 
we believe in what God is doing through long-term local missionaries. And our trips are specifically designed to help them. And so we go and do whatever would be most helpful for local missionaries to advance church planting, evangelism, discipleship. And so that's that's something we believe in and is helpful. And we have heard from local missionaries around the world, literally, that these trips are so helpful to them when it comes that's to right. outreach, building up the local church, and honestly, just encouraging local missionaries. And so one of the reasons I'm just pumped about sending people over is just to encourage them to help them and to help lift their heads up because it can get lonely and challenging over there. So that's that's just a little bit of context and reasons why we send people to local missionaries. Yeah, that's good, Zach. I mean, I think, you know, I want to echo everything Zach's saying. Our God has a global vision for the world. And the work that he does and the individuals while they're there is trajectory setting for the rest of their life. Like our girls just came back from Guinea and the opportunity to spend six, seven, eight weeks with every morning, you got like hours to spend with Jesus. I mean, you don't have your phone, you don't have TV, you don't have distractions. And that habit of them spending intentional time with Jesus every day has brought a new energy and a new excitement to follow Jesus in their own walk. And so I think our my encouragement and the thing that I'm most excited about is hearing the stories of stories of stories of people who have gone to share the good news, but also while they're there, the gospel being made more beautiful to them. So we love yes. the work that God does through people, but also what he does in people as they're overseas. Yeah. So maybe guys, that's awesome. Totally agree. Love that. Um, so guys, maybe in your context, uh, you've heard about this, but maybe you missed the info meeting or the interest meeting. And we'd love to just share the process. There's a process that goes into um, getting to go overseas. So Zach, what's the quick, like, just give us the flyover. What's the process like? Yeah, certainly. If your salt company is sending teams next summer, right about now, as you're listening to this, your salt company is likely getting prepared to, or has already announced summer trips. And so you're going to want to go to either an interest meeting, an info meeting after salt, or get connected with your staff in some way. But they've likely put that in front of you. If that's the case, well, now's the time to apply. I'm I'm guessing applications are open. So there's an application process you go through. Probably takes an hour or a little bit more. It's a thorough thing, but you're going to want to apply. Then once you apply, you're likely going to sign up for an interview with staff to basically figure out, okay, hey, why do you want to go overseas? And then both sides of that conversation is like, is this the best next step for you, uh, both coming from you, but also the staff helping shepherd you? And then as they go through that, they're going to select people to go on their trips, depending on how many teams they're trying to send. And then they'll invite you onto. I mean, you need to have conversations with your parents. Certainly, you need to have conversations with your parents <laughs> about this and think about the timing of the trip. But then if you get invited onto a team, well, now it's time to get trained up and, and there'll be a schedule of trainings. We're not just going to send you without training you. No, no, no. If you feel unqualified, there's going to be some ways that the staff's going to train you to do the very specific ministry that you're going to. Uh, and then eventually we get to the month of May and then we fly. And so that, that's kind of it. Get over there. And so Courtney, is there anything else as you're thinking about the process applying that, that I'm missing out here as far as your local salt company? No, I don't I don't think so. And I think my encouragement is just to go through the process. Even just mm-hmm. getting time to sit across from a staff member and prayerfully consider is that the next best step. If you're even like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, you should just do it. It will be hopefully a helpful and edifying uh experience for you. So, mm-hmm. Tony, you get to sit across the table from students and hear stories about why 
they shouldn't go overseas. So let's talk about some of like <laughs> the the classic barriers and let's classic. either debunk those or um, I don't know if make light of them, how we want to ever we want to talk about it, but talk about some of the barriers to um, getting students to go overseas or, or what you're seeing in your context. Yeah, that's great, Courtney. Yeah, we are actually ahead of the ball. So we're doing interviews. So an, an hour and a half ago, I got to sit down with one of our students and do an interview with her and it was amazing. So anyways, here's some of the major barriers that you might be thinking to yourself as saying, okay, I couldn't get past these things in order to get overseas. The first one is fundraising. Okay, this can be a scary thing to raise money for a trip. Here's what I would encourage you with is God will provide the funds for his mission. And so time and time again, what we have seen is that God continually will supply the funds and we give you training. So it's not just like, hey, go raise Mm -hmm. this amount of money, good luck. As a team, as a unit, and as a staff team, we're here to walk with you as you go through that barrier. Number two, maybe you are a picky eater, okay? You're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, I only eat McDonald's. Well, they have McDonald's. They will likely have McDonald's wherever you are, but okay, (laughs) that's not the point. The point is, okay, you will have different cuisines from different cultures, but you'll also have an opportunity in that season to actually say, okay, I'm going to open myself up a little bit and try something new and get to know another culture, which is actually a unique opportunity for you to grow. But also, you know, for us as a team, we sent a student who was allergic to pretty much everything. So allergic to peanuts, allergic to everything else. And so we actually got to send our team with a lot of quote unquote home foods. Okay. So that's also an option for you. (laughs) Tony, one of my favorite stories was of a girl from Ames uh, who, you know, her only barrier to going overseas is like, she really was an extremely picky eater. Uh And so she went overseas and thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to like going to lose, I don't know, 30 pounds. She didn't have 30 pounds to lose. So she's like, I'm going to lose this weight, and then I have to come back and gain it all back. Well, little did she know she ended up serving in a Popeye that was just on campus and she ate Popeye's every single day. Come on. And she was like, the Lord provided. She's like, I, and I gained 10 pounds that summer and it was a beautiful 10 pounds of Popeye's (laughs) chicken. It was incredible. Popeye's chicken. Can't miss. So good. Okay. Third barrier that you might be thinking about is, okay, what about weddings? What about other events? What about the FOMO that I'm going to experience? Here's the deal, guys. You will go to so many weddings in your life. You'll be fine. It is worth it to spend a summer overseas and miss a couple weddings. That's a thing, but you will be invited to maybe a thousand weddings for the rest of your life. You'll be fine. Fourth one is a big one. So for some of you guys who are ambitious, career oriented, you might be thinking, man, I need an internship this summer. How could I possibly live without an internship? Will I be homeless after I graduate? Hopefully not and likely not. Okay. The reality is internships are important, but employers they love to see an overseas experience. They actually see that as a valuable component of your resume. And you can get an internship, one of your three opportunities, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, you can get an internship there and get a job offer. You do not need an internship every single summer of your collegiate career. So my encouragement for you is diversify your resume a little bit and do something a little bit outside of the box. Okay. Last barrier is a little bit more quote unquote spiritual that you might be thinking to yourself, which is, I don't feel called. Zach, what would you say to a student who looked at you and said, Zach, overseas is a great experience. I'm sure that's good for a lot of people. It's just not for me because I don't feel called. What would you say to that barrier? Man, I, first of all, I'd say similar to what you said earlier about the funds, like, man, God will give you some courage and he will equip the called, you know, that he sends over there. I would, I would tell that student, first of all, what's underneath that I'm trying to get under the heart, but I'd say, Hey man, I've seen this time and time again, that actually 
what if overseas trip was the thing that God used to grow you and equip mm. you? Like all the insecurities you have about following Jesus, what if actually God would use the overseas trip to grow you in those areas? Now, maybe there's certainly some people who through conversations, maybe this isn't the best next step, but if that's only yet, if you're just, uh, there's fear underneath that, no, nah, man, like this could be the trip that God would use to change your whole life. That's right. That's right. And something that I tell every student is we are all called to go, whether it be to stay here or to go overseas, but we're all called to mission. That's an inherent Hmm. part of what it means to be a Christian is to receive the great commission of making disciples of all nations. And so the, the question is not if you're called to go, the question is, is this the next right step for you? And is this the application of that calling or is the application to stay stateside this summer and be a missionary here? So all of us are called to go. Um, and like Courtney said, the interview process alone is worth it. Yes. Yeah. The, and there's, you guys, there's so many, you know, outside of all the things that we've already shared about why we think you should consider going. There's also a lot of like unique benefits to just giving your summer up uh, to go overseas. So Zach, why don't you start us off by sharing just some of the unique benefits of spending six to eight weeks um, overseas? Well, if you live in Iowa and Nebraska, you get to leave Iowa and Nebraska for that's sure. Right. So that's, that's right. Whoa, <laughs> easy. Immediate easy. application. Immediate application. Easy. Hey, no, on a, on a, no, but seriously, I mean, you get to go on the other side of the world or a different country and yeah. you get to see what God is doing in other contexts. Like I'll never forget sitting around a circle in Southeast Asia with people of a different country and tongue singing same songs to the same father and just going, Oh my gosh, the perspective that I gain on this trip being in a different place, man, it's, it's hard to put a, you know, a cost to that price to that man. And so even, even just getting to go to a different country, getting outside of your, uh, like bubble, it man, it's gonna be helpful for you to see how big God is. Certainly there's cultural experiences and like some other, like, fun things that you could say are part of these trips, like going to another country, getting to eat the food. But but I think the best unique benefit of going over there is to have your eyes widened to what God is doing. And so, Tony, what else? Like, as you think about the unique benefits of going on trips like this, what, what's going through your mind? Yeah, Zach. I mean, I think one of them is you just get to unplug from an incredibly plugged in and distracted world. Like I think of our lives here, you're getting like 50 texts a day. You're always checking your email. You're looking at TikTok and Instagram and all these different things. And it can become so easy to distract yourself away from an intimate walk with Jesus. And so what you get overseas is a forced pause on the inundation of technology and distraction in our culture. And you get to plug away from certain technologies in order to plug deeper in with Christ. And so I think it's even just for that, like just for that, it's worth it. But in addition to that, you just get to get involved in some really beautiful spiritual disciplines that hopefully as you do them for four, you know, six to eight weeks, that continues for the next six to eight and maybe the rest of your life of spending time with Jesus every day in Bible reading and praying by yourself and with your team and taking a weekly Sabbath to rest from the work of your hands in order to worship Jesus. I just think those things getting unplugged from, you know, the world and technology, et cetera, et cetera, and getting plugged into spiritual disciplines will set you up as a follower of Jesus for the rest of your life. I I think like even to elaborate more on that, Tony, I think that, you know, with the world that we live in just being so plugged in, we have so many, you know, balls we have to juggle or plates you have to spin, however you want to say it. And there's sometimes like that I don't feel like I need to spend time in God's word because I'm just so Mm. distracted. I have so much to do. When you get overseas and you're in a new culture and a new context and you have such a single purpose, like my purpose today 
is that I want to go on campus and share the gospel. And that's what I'm going to do today. And I think that gives urgency to the mission, but it also gives you just an absolute like desperation and need and dependence on the Lord. And so that those, the Sabbath and, and reading your Bible and prayer, like that becomes not just like something you check off on your list, but something that you need. And it's opened my eyes to, oh, the, I didn't necessarily like, I don't need Jesus more when I'm overseas on a summer trip. I always need him that much, but just removing Mm -hmm. the distractions and getting outside of my comfort zone helped me to just realize the importance of those things and helped me to, when I got back um, from overseas to say like, Hey, I I don't want to quit these disciplines. I need to be someone because I need Jesus just as much as I did today as I did in those 11 weeks overseas. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, I'll never forget when we we only sent one team last year at Michigan State and the six hey, that when they when hey, they came not back. Only Zach, those that was a six, a team of mighty men and women. Oh, that's you great. can't say mighty only. Warriors. That's incredible. That's oh, right. okay. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. I wasn't trying to make light of that. I was just saying when those six came back, goodness, like to talk to them about what God taught mm. them overseas when it came to certainly these spiritual disciplines, but the dependence on the Lord in yeah. prayer and Bible reading. I mean. It's hard for us to put anybody on this side, like without that kind of pressure, man, it's hard to recreate that stuff. When you go overseas, that mm-hmm. is a very unique, I think we say it's like a pressure cooker of, yeah. of sanctification. And so, man, it was just right. so fun to talk to them when they got back. And so that is uh, an incredible benefit to you as you follow Jesus. It will yeah. change the rest of your life. And it is an incredible time. Guys, Seriously, it is so fun. Like we we can't forget about that. It is the mission field of God. It is sacrificing for the gospel and it's a wildly good time. So you will not regret it. You'll come back and be like, dude, that was some of the best two months of my life doing life with people that I love in a place that's new, experiencing new things. It was wildly hard, but it was wildly fun. I've yes. never met a student who comes back from a season like, that was kind of boring. It is not boring. No. This is some of the most exciting time of your life. Like spend you a see the overseas. pictures. Man, you see these pictures oh. of these guys over there. And my favorite thing to do is like, explain this picture to me, to our yeah, team. Exactly. And they just start crying, laughing, remembering the memories. And so like Tony said, man, these trips are certainly uh, important for the missionaries, uh, the calling of Jesus, but it is an incredible experience to go That's on. Right. Yeah. So our encouragement to you guys would be, you need to start praying about, you know, should I go overseas? Go through the process. Ask the people who who knows you best on if this is the right next step for you, talk to your, you know, invite your parents into that. So important. And just be willing to, to say like, God, what do you want me to do with my summer? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. All I have is yours. And so mm. would you use me in this way? So, um, Zach, final pitch to a student, you know, you got, you're at the end of your meeting. You've had a long conversation about all the barriers and the amazing things. What's your final words, uh, to your student? Man, there are so many people around the world who need to hear the gospel of Jesus. And this is an incredible experience to go and help us further that. And so I'd say, man, just apply. Like if you're leaning in, if this is something that you could see yourself doing, I mean, just apply and walk through it with the staff team. And and I'd especially encourage the brothers and sisters who uh, see the need around the globe and think, man, I wonder if I should give my entire life to being a missionary. Dude, if you if that's at all part of your story, part of something you're praying through, a midterm trip like this, six to eight weeks, would be so helpful for you to see, man, is this something God's calling to you long-term? And I pray that many of our students 
who go on this trip would actually spend a lot longer overseas, helping further the kingdom of God all around the globe. Well, Absolutely. Hey, guys, we love that. We love the vision for overseas. And if you're thinking to yourself, man, what a sweet gift it is to take part in the mission of God across the world. We just want you to know you are in good company. We'll see you mm. guys next time.